all, we're recording inside the Cohab Podcast Studio space under the Texas Street Bridge by the Red River in downtown Shreveport, Louisiana, and this is the 3180 Podcast. What is going on in the 318? What is our current identity? Shreveporters can make this place into the city we want it to be. It's time for Shreveport to make a 180. Every Thursday, we are having conversations about doing just that. We're talking to people who are making the difference in our city. I'm Josh Clayton. I'm Thomas Young. Welcome to the 3180 Podcast. All right, welcome to episode 23 of the 3180 Podcast. In the studio here at Cohab today, we have Kyle Bodwin and Laura Bodwin. Um, the, uh, the latter is the owner of M Boutique, and the former is the owner of Ellie and Chalk for fine men and scoundrels. That's it. Okay. So welcome, guys, and, and thank you for coming in this morning. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. Um, so, so tell me. Retail is dead. Is that right, Laura? No, retail's just coming back. Tell me how you make retail work. Um, I think, you know, we got a a good product and an even better staff and a community of people that I feel like in a world that wants to shop online, you know, that that's the tendency, that's the trend. It's easy. It's easy to shop online, but it's, you don't get the service. You don't get the fit. You know, I see with our customers, this pushback of, I don't want that anymore. I want it to be more personal again. And so we just try to make it as personal and, you know, an amazing experience for them. Kyle? Yeah. I mean, I guess the best way I can put it is you you can walk into either of our shops and, and find pretty much anything we have out in the world but you're not going to get the honest opinion you're not going to get the the how to style it or the little bit of help if you need it or a lot of help if you want that as well um you're not going to get that handshake you're not going to get that smile you're not going to get that chuckle um we we sincerely want folks to wear the clothes they buy from us enjoy them, make it as hassle-free as possible and have a good time while doing it. So that's, uh, you know, I, I guess going back to what Laura says, you know, going, it, you, you do, it, it's personal. I mean, we live here, we work here, we have kids here, you know, we see each other at restaurants, we, we're, we're around it. So we, we want to, you know, we definitely want folks to not leave the door, not liking what they bought or have yeah. to return it or anything of that nature. We want, we want to see you at the, at, at the restaurant and get the high five, like, hey, man, I'm wearing your shoes, or hey, man, I'm, you know, look at this, or hey, I wore this the other night and got a compliment. That's that's fun to hear. Well, I've never been into M, but I've been into Ellie and Chalk, and I, and I can say that everything you just said is absolutely true. So how, uh, where are you from? I'm, I'm from a little town just south of Lafayette. And uh, how did you two guys meet, and how did you convince him to come back to Shreveport? <laughs> <laughs> well, we met in college. At UL? At UL. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, my freshman year in college, we lived across apartments from each other and we had mutual friends like upstairs, we'd go to parties and whatever. And Kyle had a girlfriend, real serious at the time. So we never really connected. But then I moved home briefly and then came back to college and we met one night with the mutual friends after Katrina. They moved back after Katrina and we kind of just hadn't all seen each other in years and ran into each other. Kyle and I and them and kind of talked and shared stories from year 2000 when we lived in these apartments. And then 
it was funny. Every night after that, that I went out, I'd see Kyle. And I laughed. We always laugh because I'm like, I wonder how many years we went kind of to the same bars in the same crowd, but never, you know, knew each other. And then we just started dating and the rest is history. Where, where were your Lafayette hangouts? Like Jefferson Street Pub and... That's, that's, that's actually where, where Kyle got my yeah. number. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, legends. There wasn't any Snapchat and Facebook back no, then. No, there gotta, was not. I don't think somebody either of us had a Facebook page. <laughs> Jeez, thank goodness. Yeah, thank you, had goodness. To get, you had to get a lady's number. Yeah, that's you had to right. Like, you had that's to call right. her up and ask her out. That's Three right. days later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had to wait. That's a great bar, though. I like the downtown area of Lafayette. I like it a lot. Yeah, I worked uh, in college. I, I managed a store downtown. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, I, you know, lived close to there. I worked there. We spent a lot of party there. Spent a lot of time downtown mm-hmm. and watched it grow. Well, you're from here originally, and uh-huh. you uh, you graduated from Shreve. Yes. And then you went to UL and then uh, and, and came back here and managed a store in the Red River District. Yes. And then went back to Lafayette. Did you finish your degree down there? Yes, accounting. Okay. Um, when did you move back to Shreveport? Okay, so I worked for a doctor down in Lafayette doing, uh, like I was in, he had a lot of businesses and I was his head accountant. Mm-hmm. And in that time, um, my mother and I opened M. I was still in Lafayette. She moved back from Santa Fe, just kind of a, she wanted to be, love Santa Fe, beautiful, but wanted to be closer to, you know, her children and grandchildren. And so it was kind of like this, always this conversation of, yeah, I mean, I'd like to move closer back, but what would I do now? Mm-hmm. You know, she had the pink cactus way back then. It had been 13 years since she had sold it. And it was just kind of like, uh, Wesley, my brother, was like, man, every time and anywhere we went, it was like, man, I miss your mom. I miss her eye. I miss her clothing. I miss this, whatever. So we started kind of, I was like, well, what if you did a store? She's like, I don't want to do all that back end stuff. Like, that's what burned me out. And I'm like, hey, hi, I'm an accountant. You know, <laughs> like, what if we partnered up? Yeah. And, you know, you do everything out front and I do everything in back. And we're still in Lafayette. I have no plans of moving here, you know, but. She was never going to get a south of I-10 boy, north of I-10. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, Kyle's not moving up there. But, you know, I could do this. I can do it on the side at first. Mm -hmm. So I worked. I did, you know, she she moved back, started full time. We opened them. She's full time. I'm working and doing the books and the accounting kind of, you know. And Part time. It opened up uh, 2012. In 2012, in the Piermont Shopping Center, yeah. like right over there by Superior Steakhouse. Uh huh. And it's still there. Still there. Has it expanded? Yes. Or? Okay. So we were in the little. We now it's the shoe studio. We okay. call it Little M. And about two years after we opened, um, we expanded into Big M. Okay. So about six months after we opened, I quit my full time job and went on, you know, full time with her. And oh. I, I never dreamed that the demand for clothing, women's clothing, you know, that Shreveport was that deprived of it. But apparently, you know, we had something good going on. We expanded in 2015. Um, so now we have like almost 4,000 square feet. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what does M stand for? Martha. Martha. Martha is my mother's name. <laughs> and we went all back and forth and back and forth. But if you know her, she's the most talented merchandiser all the women love her to help her she's great she can help you pack for a vacation she can you know take you on into anywhere you need to go with clothing and but she is very shy and kind of to herself and so we were like well what could be something that you know like people would know and it just kind of came like it was kind of a joke it was like she's like no i'm not martha's and you know no we're not using my name and no we can't use this and no so one day it was just like hey what about just m 
in there for us as history. Have you handled the marketing of M since its inception? Yeah. All right, well, before we started recording, I mentioned that Ellie and Chalk's marketing and, and M's marketing, um, they, they, you know, they're different. They they're, have different target markets, but they're, they're clean. They look a lot different than a lot of other, you know, traditional Shreveport marketing, but you're the brains behind that yes. for the M marketing at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so did they train you in accounting school to, to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I think the marketing probably came from being so bored with accounting. <laughs> it was like, I need this creative outlet to, yeah. you know, I've always, I grew up working in my mom's stores. I've used to tie bows when I was eight years old yeah. at Thanksgiving for the Christmas gifts and, you know, always. And even when I worked for her in high school, I did a little bit back then. It was the newspaper ads, even before going, you know, digital mm-hmm. on the computers, you know, I do the layers to give to the newspapers. So I did a little bit with that. My aunt was a graphic artist or is a graphic artist. And so I watched her growing up do some things, but it's just, I mean, I just don't, I don't think it has to be real difficult. It just needs to be impactful, simple. and. But you have a talent. Yeah, I'm sorry. I guess. But you have a talent for it. And, and it's a, it's a very clean look. I recognize I, I have, uh, for some reason, certain marketing catches mine, certain marketing turns me off. And, um, the M marketing to me has always been real clean and and uh, discernible from other boutiques in town, and, and and it stands out on the billboards and it stands out in magazines for its simplicity, but it still conveys the point right. very well. So, um, and when you're forced into an accounting box, as I was in college, the creative outlet comes out. It's like forces its way out, and my creative outlet was I'm going to go to law school. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm now I started the podcast. So yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, all right, um, Kyle, how'd she get you up here? Ooh, that's a long story. Um, Don't cry. Ooh, it's um, when when folks come into the shop, you know, it's a question I get all the time. Like, how, well, how'd you get up there? Why are you up here? Um, life can throw you some curveballs, man. Yeah. 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 Long story short, I've been begging Kyle to come up here not begging him for years, but my business was growing and it's like, how long can I continue to do this from Lafayette and then, you know, equal partners in a business and, you know, it turned into bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. It was just kind of this little side project that I was going to do Mm -hmm. while I had my accounting job and it's like, okay, well, it's getting busier, Kyle, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? But we're happy in Lafayette. I mean, it's great. It's a great town. Kyle, you were doing something in the oil and gas business yeah. down there. Yeah, all my life. Um, always been in oil and gas. Um, different aspects of it, whether it was safety or logistics or sales or different things, but but definitely always in that in that genre. Um, but yeah, she was always, you know. Maybe hit, next hit, year. Hit me in the side. Hey, yeah. hey look, we're, we're doing year. this. We're doing this. We're growing this way. What do you think? What do you think? And finally, I threw out a number and I was like, all right, when y'all hit this, I'll consider moving North of I-10. In the meantime, I got, I, at 34, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And I think he felt sorry for me, so he moved up. 
It's hard. It's hard to tell. It's a pretty, it's a pretty extreme measure to yeah. get a guy to move north yeah. of I ten. Well, know? I didn't. I didn't blame it on the cancer. To be fair, <laughs> I really. I was getting ready to start chemo. The building where Ellie and Chalk is in, mm-hmm. we had been looking at. We had looked at a couple of times for him. In the mm-hmm. meantime, we had expanded and grown. But the guy called me up. He's a friend of my uncle's, and he's like, "Hey, look, this is kind of your last chance." I'm, you know, I'm, I'm selling it. I'm going to offer it to you first. I know y'all have looked at it a couple of times, and I'm like, it's too small for him now. But man, I really like that building. What could we do with it? And I mean, ideas just started flying mm-hmm. between my mother and I. We're always looking for you know, like the next project or like what's going to, you know, what are we going to do next? And then one day I came home and I'm like, hey, Kyle, which this has come up before and he had always it's shot always, it down. It's always been something that has been tossed around, but never just, oh, yeah, a men's shop would be fun to have up Yeah, there. you're not a born haberdasher. No. And so I was just like, what, let's do an in shop and let's move up to Shreveport and you run it. And he went, okay. And I was like, (laughs) what? And he's like, okay. And that's why I laugh and say, I think he felt sorry for me. It was just like, okay. You know, I think it really, it just put it into perspective that life's short and you can put these decisions off or, you know, it was always like, oh, maybe next year. Oh, maybe next year. Well, when you, you know, the big seed slaps you in the face, it's like there might not be a next year and it's yeah. not promised. And, you know, it's, it was a, we always talk about that as the big backhanded blessing, you know, that like we learned a lot early, you know, about just like life and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Well, it gave, it gave you some good negotiation leverage. Yeah, no doubt. You still, you still got people down there. You still got your, yeah, your family. Yeah, mom and dad are still there. I have a sister still there and cousins. And, you know, that's that's who you grow up with down there. You don't really have friends. You have cousins. Well, everybody's your cousin, yeah. right? Yeah. No, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> In small town, South Louisiana, you still do some hunting down there? Absolutely. Um, as used to do a whole lot more since, you know, we moved up here. I don't, in retail, it's kind of prime hunting season yeah. as well for me. I'm a bird hunter. Um try to get there as much as I can. Um, just, you gotta, you gotta get down there and, and get into the, uh, into the swing of things to keep true to who you are, you know? For sure. Well, tell me, uh, you've told me this story before in your store, but tell me, uh, what, what the genesis of the name Ellie and Chalk is and, and yeah. why it's on the front of your building now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when the idea kind of came up and I didn't immediately shoot it down, um, we, uh, we, we started you know, researching and looking at numbers and trying to figure out who the target market would be, who we would go to. And, and we, we would come up here all the time, obviously, because Laura was still, is, you know, has, has him. And, you know, over those years, I realized that I'd never shopped one time for myself while we would come up here. Um, never a men's store that I had went into. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's other men's stores in town, but never one that I had really mm-hmm. went into or frequented. And uh, so you start looking at the numbers and asking questions and, and um, you know, digging and, putting a business plan together and through all that, you realize, Hey, look, I am my target market. And, and that's fairly fortunate for us. Uh, it makes it you know, a little bit easier to market to because mm-hmm. we're, we're who we are. Um, so w- when you start putting all that to get all that together and, and realize, okay, how, how does, how does this come, come along and how do we tie in um, with some meaning? If I'm going to be there every day, it's got to have some substance for me. And, um, L E stands for Louis Edward, which was, which was Laura's grandfather and chalk was my grandfather's nickname. Um, both, as I, as I kind of say in the shop, both very fun, uh, uh, good guys, good hearted guys, uh, both loved a good time. Uh, 
both had a little bit of a rascal in them. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie, maybe more so than chalk. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you hear these stories growing up of your grandfathers and um, it, it just kind of resonates. It brings you back to that, that time frame where it was a little more personal when you shopped. And, and that's how the, the fine man and the scoundrel came to be. Well, you feel that way in your shop and you feel that way with the, with the motorcycle in the corner mm-hmm. and, uh, and you, for those folks listening that don't know, um, Ellie and Chalk's on Azalea. Yep. Right next is, to uh whisk dessert bar, uh, with Blake Jackson. He's over there. And then, um, I guess the sign mark, the shopping the Piermont mall is Correct. right across, across Azalea. The, the that building line. was originally Lola Herndon. Lola Herndon. It was a hardware when, store before that. Cause when I grew up, I'm older than everybody here, but when I grew up, Lola Herndon was there. Then she moved over online, like across from like where Medina is. Uh And so like, but that place, like, cause she sold kids stuff. So I like, you know, when I was with, I'd get picked up from school and we would go there cause my mom was friends with Lola Herndon. Okay. And then Mm -hmm. she had toys like you're, you're, it's when I go into your place, it's like, Oh, this is like, you have now grown up toys like, <laughs> in the in the space. So, like, I think there's something in that that the architecture of the building is interesting. I don't know when it was built, but it was a hardware store it was prior a, to that. From what we've come to learn, it was, come it was in originally and share their stories. So we've heard a lot. Originally, about a hardware store. There was Lola Herndon's Mothers to Be uh, Tower Bookstore. Yeah, Tower Bookstore. Um, and I guess where Blake was was maybe. Um, What's the cookie book? Is it the cookie? There was a there was another bakery, um, like the cookie, but yeah, the like, like that. Yeah. we're gonna send you this and it's gonna look like flowers, but they're cookies you can eat them. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what the name of that one was. Yeah. That was before our time, but yeah, I mean the building itself was definitely attractive to us and, and yeah. something we didn't want to to lose an opportunity at. It's smack dab in the middle of the building is the reason why yeah. Ellie and Chalk exists. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. The building. We wanted it, and it was like, okay, what are we going to do here? So, it it just kind of all came together. Um, yeah. Again, nothing is nothing is promised, but we've we've had a dang fun time doing it so far, and 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 have plans for the future, and want to keep want to keep having more fun along the way. Um, being in a neighborhood setting for me is fun because you get to see people walking their dog. You know, you and your yeah. wife walk your dogs past the shop often. Mm-hmm. Um, you. Neighbors come by, friends walk by, we have events outside. We want to be part of the, the community. And, and, and Well, we live in South Highlands yeah, ourselves. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. on Sundays, we take the kids with the bikes, and then we might stop by the shop to grab something, but we walk to Rhino, we have breakfast, we go home, we might grab a grocery, we might go to counterculture, you know, and that's It's a good fun. life over there. And Kyle it? grew up in the country. He grew yeah. up on 10 acres, so he didn't know about that city life till he moved yeah. here. I never had, never had a, a subdivision or a neighborhood. That's a great little area yeah, right over there. It's great. I mean, if you can walk your dogs behind the Norton, walk to the grocery store, get a cup of coffee at Rhino and, a, um, you know, a drink somewhere within walking distance, I think, or at least go buy a bottle of wine at, uh, yeah. at Brookshire's all, or Maxwell's yeah. all within walking distance in one day. That's a heck of a day. So and the kids love, I mean, they love it. Yeah. They love doing that. Oh, can we stop by South Highlands on the way? Or can we pass up our street and yeah. go down to, you know, the park? Betty, Virginia. Yeah, your right. street has it going on at Halloween, evidently. I've heard there's a big party on your street at Halloween. You know, well, that lower Unadilla is where the big... The big Halloween, the big, yeah. The big Halloween yeah. is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's impressive. I, I, again, growing up more so in the country, I never 
got to see that. I mean, yeah. my first Halloween here, I was like, man, this is like the wonder years. This is, <laughs> this is unbelievable. This, I can't believe this is real life. I mean, people need to take videos of this. this is, I mean, and it is, it's, it's, you know, everyone's in costume. Everybody's walking around. You might have a little drink in your hand. You might, you know, you see your neighbors, you get to know your neighbors, you know, the faces, you know, the houses, and you're going to make stops along the way. And the kids are just having a blast. That's and, awesome. And, and the neighborhood has, owned it and, mm -hmm. and, and got into it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a special event. Yeah. Do you think Ellie and chalk would be doing as well as it is if it were in a completely different part of Shreveport or, or do you like that neighborhood feel? Do you think that contributes to the fact that you, uh, you have a steady clientele? Look, I mean, location is always key, you know, especially when, when starting a small business, um, you know, M, being in that shopping center, I mean, we know the the importance of South Highlands to us and to our families and, and our businesses, and maybe another certain spot in that area. But yeah. man, I, you know, we can have an event in our front lawn. Yeah. You know, we we've had Robinson Rescue bring the dogs. Mm -hmm. We've had thirty foot water slides. We've, <laughs> I mean, we we have you know a bunch of old cars parked down the street. It's you know if, if it gets slow during the day and we need a breath of fresh air we just grab a football and go outside i mean it's i, I don't know if i could get that somewhere else it'd be tough to leave it for sure yeah. how'd you and blake get hooked up by, by luck of chance he was a tenant there um that's where he was running his catering business oh out he of. was in there before y'all bought the building correct yes. oh he was running drake catering out yeah. there okay yep. yeah and uh I mean, Blake's, uh, you know, uh, an outdoorsman being from South Louisiana. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like to cook and eat. And, you know, he's definitely right there in that lane. So we, we yeah. kind of hit that off uh, immediately. Um, he Right when we bought the building, he called and we met. And he was like, hey, it was, you know, he had his wheels turning about Whisk. Mm -hmm. So what, Whisk opened just... One week after we did. One week after oh, Ellie yeah. and Chalk did. And it just kind of all happened that way. You know, it wasn't meant to anything. I think he was probably excited that he knew we bought the building and he knew what we were going to do with it. I think he even thought, you know, we were real hush about it for a while till it all came. I think everybody thought that M was going to move or do a store in there, but he was just excited to have, you know, some uh, life next to yeah, him. And was for like, sure. hey, this is what, you know, and he had some ideas tossing around and that's when the dessert bar was born. Yeah. How'd you stay so skinny, Kyle? You're it? right next to those whiskets every morning. You got those cookies <laughs> sitting in them. I mean, you can see the cookies from your front desk. Yeah, and, and then they, you know, it might be 9 o'clock and they're opening the door to taste something new that they've made or, hey, try this out. What yeah. do you think of this? Yes. He uh, had a late meeting at Ellie and Chalk last night for Hogs for the Cause, and mm -hmm. I told him the only way he could go was if he uh, brought me home a piece, piece of king cake cheesecake, yeah. which was awesome. Um. Yeah, Blake and I now are on a barbecue team um, for Hogs for the Cause. For Hogs for the Cause for Pork City. We did it last year, and we're planning for you know, for this year. It's late March this year, so we'll be doing some different dinners and things for that to help raise some money for that cause. That's a that's a fun event. I've never been to Hogs for the Cause. It's Jason Brady's on a team usually. I think um, he. I know he's done it before. I don't know if he still does it, but I've talked he, to him he about can't. it. He's not a last. The last one was okay. Like the we'll valet, the valet from the hotel wrecked his car, which was. He picked it up, hooked the trailer up, drove to New Orleans, gave the car, like dropped the trailer at the, oh, at the at City Park, yeah. drove the car to the valet, and the valet wrecked it. And like Beth was on the phone the whole entire weekend. We we're trying to cook all the food. There's a horrible storm. You all of our tent fell down. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the second year. So he's like, come, it's going to be really fun. 
And it was a disaster. I mean, <laughs> it was still fun, but it was like anything that need, was going to go wrong, like wreck the car, horrible weather, like just, uh, it was a finally, <laughs> like, what's finally, next? <laughs> yeah, finally Beth was just like, can we please like, we'll sponsor a team, but please don't, don't like, let's not, cause we had to like, I mean, there's like 35 people that were guests, you know, like all these people were invited to come and, and yeah. you're, you're competing with all these other teams and they had the, the year before they had won sort of accidentally, like they were there doing it for fun, but they weren't really trying and they, and there's like five events, I think four or five. Like there's each, a bunch of categories. Yeah, yeah. You have like a pork event yeah. and a chicken event and a, uh, well, beans it's all, event, yeah, it's all pork center, but it's it you got you, you have a, a whole pork, a rib, okay, that, um, yeah, that's a whole hog, yeah, and then some. I think there's like a blue plate mayonnaise because some sponsorships, and yeah, the Tabasco category and things, yeah. But it was the night you you know you cook everything then over that night before the yeah big well, I mean, day yeah, like Friday all, night, you stay up all night, yeah, cooking yeah. that meat yeah. too, well, yeah. and it like it was raining so hard, I had to like. Poor chef had to like haul the by hand pull the trailer underneath the tent, which then eventually fell down. <laughs> and hey, like was trying to like it was just a big big disaster. So yeah. so no more hogs for the cause for Tom. No, but it was it was great. Like I saw Dumpster Funk play with like yeah. sixty people. The lineup every so. year just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. This year they have uh, Charlie Crockett will be there. Robert yeah. Randolph. Um, uh, Old Crow Medicine show. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a, a and it's a, I mean, this, I think I was there the third, no, second year they did it. And it's cause those guys sort of like they had, they had, they were doing other things and then to raise money, they, they were going to just do this kind of one-off thing. Yeah. And it, and well, it's, it did, are they doing it now in, uh, it's at UNO. Okay. But do they have, they were going to do another one in like Charleston at some point. I don't know if that ever, I don't know. I think but, it's just this one. I mean, I'm sure they do other little side. Yeah. It's a, there, it's a really, they, they raise have a lot of money wine. and they do. There they, is a, a wine, like a legit wine bottle on wow. Bucanier wine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are, they're a good, good group of guys. It's a fun it's a good bunch. Event. No doubt. No doubt. But yeah. Well, it's a, on my calendar. It might not be a disaster until Till I show up, but I, I don't. I I'll think go. it was just that one I'm like, sort of thing where everything kind of was just a real. It was tough every on everybody, like you know. Well, that uh, I don't know. Congrats on being on a team with Blake. Who else is on the team? Um, man, it's 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 a it's a, a group of uh, of guys that are all from the area. They did it. We did it last year. They had taken a year off prior. A lot of guys started having babies and oh, different yeah. things. And but the year before, they won the Port Puri category, which was a. Um, with a green curry boudin that was solid and we still serve it you know for our, our and sell out every single time um but you have uh justin dewitt um he's a yeah, lawyer yeah. in town um, i knew he was on a winning team one yeah, year yeah, so that that, he, this is the same team, this is the same okay. team. um right. uh, uh blake uh chad is now in baton rouge uh jared uh moss yeah uh, jared's a urologist here in town mm -hmm. um and a couple of their buddies that, Man, that sounds like it's a really good time yeah, yeah it really is and 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 what's nice is we get to do some events at the shop with that as well. Yeah. And, you know, who doesn't like barbecue? So. Yeah, who? All right, on Wednesday afternoon at Ellie and Chalk, uh, you got a big freezer truck that pulls up. Who's selling? Who's that selling? Is, so, so Scott Sample um, mm -hmm. has Sample Farms, and um, basically we're kind of a location where uh, he can 
meet his customer base and they can come and buy it on site. So every Wednesday from three to six, we'll have just about every Wednesday from three to six, unless there's something crazy where he can't make it out. But Scott's pretty darn consistent and, and has a, a great product. But he's been friends with Laura's brother, um, Wesley, for, for a long time. And uh, that's kind of how we all got hooked up there. And um, when Laura went through her uh, cancer and, and we started changing our lifestyle and things and one of the things we did was you know, going to the grass-fed meats yeah, and a little yeah. bit cleaner eating and such. So that's helps us a lot with Scott being, you know, come and meet us once a week. So. Yeah. Best eggs in town for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I bought some eggs last time yeah. I was at your shop that he was there. Um, so chickens, but, eggs, um, pork, and beef. Yeah, well, I, I like I like what you guys are doing and incorporating, you know, uh, a, a, not a food truck, but, a, I mean, the guy's got a, tra- a trailer full yeah, of freezers. Yeah, yeah. And um, and you're incorporating that into your neighborhood business. I mean, Blake's got a neighborhood business. You all, M, as far as I'm concerned, anything, you know, north of uh, north of 70th and yeah. south of downtown is all part of this area that I think is is poised to make the, the 180. Um, so you and I had a conversation, Kyle, uh, some time ago, and I was talking about downtown Lafayette. And I was talking about the Juliet and Buchanan Lofts and uh, Pamplona, which is one of my favorite restaurants fantastic. in the state. Fantastic. I'll put them up against a lot of New Orleans places. I think Pamplona is fantastic. French Press. Yep. Um, French Press used to do dinner on Friday and Saturday nights. I love it. Acadiana Center for the Arts. It, I've seen a couple of shows there. Downtown Lafayette, and now they have the worst beer garden, you know, which is awesome. a, which is a, it's a, I mean, it began as a, a shipping con- container. It was a yeah. shipping container. A, a shipping container shipping with container. a stage in the back, some tents and some picnic tables. So, but it's still a small, I mean, Lafayette's not a huge town and their downtown has a smaller footprint than downtown Shreveport, uh, you know, by good measure. Johnson's Bucanier. Yep. Like there's not, not just far. cool stuff in downtown. Central Pizza, Pops Po Boys. Yeah. yeah. Jefferson Street Pub. Tsunami. So I talked about that and I, and I know that there's River Ranch. That's a whole separate area of Lafayette. There's a, you know, a lot of folks that have moved out to River Ranch and they've got their own city out there with whatever they need out there. But to me, when I go to Lafayette, I'm, I'm, I really, I'm digging the downtown Lafayette scene. I like staying there, um, and, and going out and walking around. Um, to me, it's a bit of a blueprint for certain areas of downtown Shreveport or certain neighborhoods of Shreveport. But you said something that I'll never forget. And, uh, and I said, you know, I don't, I don't know what Lafayette has that, that Shreveport sometimes seems to be missing. And you said they know who they are. So elaborate on that. Like, tell me what, I know you've probably thought and said that before. So tell me what you mean by that. I mean, just that area has such a deep history rooted. I mean, when you, when you're born, it's, it's, it's in you and it's rooted in you. Um, but, but I guess, yeah, the Cajun culture. Um, but going back to the, I mean, touching on the the Lafayette downtown, I mean, you, you've probably heard me say it as well. I mean, I think the Shreveport downtown is 100 times more pretty. Oh oh yeah. Oh, it's it's, 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 way more beautiful than the Lafayette downtown. It's just, it's, it, it's not always been a safe place. The Lafayette downtown. I mean, when, Mm -hmm. When we were in college, it started getting better. But, I mean, prior to that, no one, no one went down there. When Tsunami opened downtown Lafayette, people, people told them they were crazy. at them all the way, all the way to the bank. I and mean, these they are two sisters. Building, two sisters. Bought one that them, building. There was not a, there was like your traditional There were some hibachi restaurants store, in, in town. And there was a couple of bars. Like, what year did Tsunami open down there? Um... I want to say around like 2001, 2002, 2001. Yeah. Well, they opened the the Shaw Center uh, Baton Rouge one in when I was in law school, though. So it was Mm -hmm. 
before 06. I had a law school in 06. So I think in 04, 05, they'd opened the Shaw Center in Baton Rouge. So they'd already had a they had a name for themselves in Lafayette before Correct. 05. It blew up. Yeah. And that's what. So like 01. I mean, I mean, they yeah. went into downtown Lafayette. That wasn't a prize place. It wasn't a... Uh, you went out there sometimes. Like for everybody listening, mm-hmm. 19 years ago, a sushi restaurant opened in a downtown area. In, that, in Cajun country, where yeah. there, was, there, there may have been a sushi, quote-unquote, restaurant in the town, mostly kind of hibachi. And they went in and, and made a huge investment, did it cool, and... It completely changed the landscape of that downtown. It did. Did it cool? Like, it, it doesn't feel like you're walking into a Chinese restaurant that also sells sushi or this no, real... No. They don't... There's not like this Asian flair with fluorescent lights and all that. It's a... Never mind. It, there was a definite vision. It's a good concept, I mean, good vision, good food. So that that was the... Um, I guess that was the catalyst for... Uh, I mean, it doesn't turn around overnight. It doesn't no, turn around in two no. years, three years. But those two sisters... I know one of them's named Leah Simon. And I'm not sure about the other one's Michelle. name. Michelle. Michelle. Michelle Fizel, Ezel, Ezel, mm-hmm. but um, and they eventually developed the upstairs into these condos called Buchanan Lofts that you can rent out. Yep. So, um, and the story that that they told me or that someone told me was, well, the sushi restaurant was doing well, and we had all this vacant space upstairs. We didn't know what to do with it, so we just turned it into condos. And then popped a hole in the wall and opened a little wine bar on the side to catch the overflow. That's right, they did. They did. So, they, I, I the reason I asked you to elaborate on that is because I think Shreveport has had an identity in the past. And I think that the identity of the town is kind of segmented into different groups. But there's a lot of people under 40, okay? There's a lot of people under, you know, not to be, uh, I'm not trying to segregate ages here, but there's a lot of people under the age of 40, 45 years old that have this collective understanding of what Shreveport's identity is now. And I see it in I see it in certain marketing campaigns. I see it in places like New Mexico. I see it at Frank's. I see it at Ellie and Chalk. I see it at Great Raft. Uh, before we open this up, we talked about Zuzel. We talked about Fat Calf. These are all chefs and entrepreneurs under the age of fifty. This isn't this like old money Shreveport telling us that we're, you need to put on a coat and tie and join this private club and go to this dinner. Like we're doing whatever we want to do. And it's like the Wild West in Shreveport because it's fairly cheap to live and open a business. So from from your perspective, Laura, from your perspective, yeah, Kyle, yeah. like how do you see that going? What what is different about the last five years of Shreveport that didn't happen seven, eight years ago? I know, speaking for myself, we wouldn't have opened Ellie and Chalk if we didn't feel a winds of change here. And maybe because I, I do have a one hundred percent outsider perspective on the area is, I mean, this area has tons going for it. I mean, you just mentioned all the restaurants, all the, the, the young folks that are, are diving back into it and raising family here. And the, the opportunities are here. Um, is anything uh, written in stone that is going to succeed? No. I mean, that, that's, that's anywhere. But the opportunities, I mean, the music scene is fantastic. There are some song, I mean, the songwriters here in this city are mm-hmm. phenomenal. We have you know, live music often. Yes, is there potential for growth or things that we're, we don't have? Or uh, absolutely, but you got to look for the positive sometimes, man. And, well, and it's all over. Too, I mean, it's an affordable place to live, and and it's a good place to raise your family. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people are like you or I that choose. I mean, I could have moved anywhere. I could have stayed in Lafayette. We we loved Lafayette. I mean, yeah. I I do miss it still at times, you know. Yeah. But, um. You just, you kind of want to bring your family home, you mm-hmm. know, and 
we all grew up with a positive childhood experience and, you know, you just kind of, I think all this kind of under 40 crowd is like, you know what, let's take this special place we grew up and make it better. You know, but at the same time, like what, what both of you guys have your, your own spaces, your own businesses, and you're in those. It's not that you're running 16 other places somewhere else. This is, that's what I think, like Lafayette or, or for, uh, you know, it's, we have a big place. We feel like we're bigger because there has been more here in the past. Now it's sort of gone through uh, sort of a, a low spot and, and uh, people complain about that. But it's, if you go and you want to open something, you want to run something, you want to do it yourself, you can do it and you can, you can succeed. Like we were talking about, uh, yeah, all I mean, of those restaurants all, all the, you just talked about, there's people of, behind them. Those people are in their place yeah. doing their business. And it's, I don't know why I use this analogy all the time, but it's like, if you own, if you go into Ellie Josh and you see trash out front, you pick it up. The guy that works at McDonald's, he's like, man, I hope somebody, I hope it's not my job to pick up that trash because that sucks. <laughs> so, and those are kind of like, that's sort of that identity that I think we're feeling is like, oh, I can do this, but I'm not going to out of the shoot, you know, start GM. Yeah, right. I, it's like we start somewhere and then we, we grow it to a certain size, but also that the businesses and the restaurants and, and all of these things have, they, they are supported by that person within we're not big enough to have this big volume thing where you can have a, Oh, my restaurant only serves Malbec. Like <laughs> you can't do that. Like you could, you know, Kyle could do that. Like at Ellie and chalk on Wednesday, we only have Malbec from three to six <laughs> and that's a thing that we do. And, and then people go, Oh no, we love to go over there because that's something that's that, that Kyle yeah. likes to do. And we like to do it with him, but you can't just say, I got a business idea we're going to go out and we're going to raise a bunch of money. We're going to put it in here and, and we're going to have this thing that they also have in a city with 8 million people. Yeah. That's just not, no. that's not the that way to think about it. That was one thing that I really was astounded by. I mean, in Lafayette is you would watch these big corporations come in and out and in and out. And because Lafayette's real concentrated, but there's also the surrounding areas, the Acadiana area. And they wouldn't, they want, they would shop local. They were, they're very local. When Kyle says like, they know who they are. It's like, that's my neighbor who owns that flower store that I'm going to. That's my mom's best friend who does that. That's, you know, they very much. And you would watch these small mom and pop businesses just hammer those co big corporations that would come. Now there's <laughs> the big corporations are there too, Yeah. but you would just watch them all day long. They were very loyal and, but the people were in the businesses, you know, doing what they do and doing it really, really well. And it made it real easy to, to make that call, to make to, that to, to call. Go there. Like, yeah. are you going to go mm -hmm. to this big corporation? Or are you going to go to this guy? Well, I'm going to go to this guy cause he's there and he always treats me right. You well, know, and, 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 and like, I see that. I oh, see yeah. that with all those businesses that you named here, yep. you know, and kind of before air, we had that little discussion, but kind of like what we said there, I mean, the onus is on, on the owner to get, just because we're local doesn't mean you have to walk in my door. You know, right. We have to make it a place that you want to come. And, and that's, I guess that goes back to just you know, taking ownership in it. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, pride. there's pride, pride in what you yeah, do. Yeah, and, yeah. and people can see that you enjoy what you're doing when you're there doing it. And like you said, you can go and, you know, 
click online and find the thing you think you might want, order it, you have it sent. And then you realize like, oh man, I don't really, yeah. this doesn't fit me at all. Uh, now I got to return. Let's throw it over there. Maybe I'll get and to it sometime. And, and the opposite is it's like, Hey, we're going down to have that Melbeck thing. And I found this great, and I found this jacket that I liked. You know you're going to have to buy some Melbeck. Well, I'm just I, like somebody used that as an yeah, example yeah. of like, yeah. we're, we're, this is all we serve. We yeah. have everyone that's ever made. And it's like, that's great if you have the volume to do yeah. that. And I'm sure we would all love to, to start a business and then go on vacation. But that's not the way, that's yeah. not and the I, way it works. And I guess I didn't answer your question directly as far as knowing who they are and treat for it. In the roundabout way, the discussion we just had, you exactly answers that. It's it doesn't happen overnight, and and it can evolve and it can change. And I do think that in the past five to six years, mm-hmm. you're seeing that the foundation of who this area is evolve, you know, begin and 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 start to form. It, it look, it may take twenty years for that occur, whatever it is. But you look at downtown Shreveport today, and you look at downtown Shreveport six years ago. That's a different landscape. You look at. Um, you know, hopefully we can have that little effect on our little area of, of you know, South Highlands or be a part of that and, and make it a place where people want to walk more, jog more, walk their dogs more, let the kids ride the bikes, make it more of that full neighborhood yeah, feel. Absolutely. It's there. I mean, it not, is there. That, that's yeah. not that that's not there, but just, man, it's okay to walk to Brookshire's, yeah. you know, and it's and, okay and, to and buy a house in South Highlands. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. A safe it's not place. scary. It's yeah. Nobody. Yeah. There aren't yeah. people running rampant with like machetes trying to chop yeah. your head off at night. No. Um, so pay no attention to the Facebook page. Well, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, real, real life, not, not, yeah, this self manufactured business, but, um, all right. You, you mentioned the last five years and I, I was in Asheville, North Carolina. And this is the second time I've been there in a the few years. And I love talking to Uber drivers, they, you know, and especially if you're in a city like that, a lot of them are driving in from out of town you know, from like 10 minutes away, 20 minutes away, and they and they drive in the big city for a little bit. But everybody thinks Asheville has like 100,000 people in it. But I mean, I don't know what the real population is, but it's not like, it's not half a million. It's not 300,000. And I know it's a completely different area. It's, you know, they have these other things going on. But every Uber driver that I talked to was like, yeah, this downtown was dead 20 years ago. Like everyone, you know, and then, you know, I don't think this is our answer, but well, what changed? All the breweries, you know, 20 years ago, there was three breweries. And then the next year there was five. And then there was, and then before you know it, we've got over a hundred and something breweries in this town. That was their thing. That's some type of thing that they created. But now Asheville has this aesthetic. It's like the Portland of the East Coast or whatever. But it wasn't always like that. And I think a lot of Shreveport's leaders, I don't find this in the entrepreneur class. And I don't find this in a lot of the, the business leaders in the community. But a lot of our civic leaders in the community have had like a lack of vision or a short-sightedness. You mentioned 20 years. Like, okay, 20 years, 30 years, whatever. Whatever. Let's Not just, a long time. Just do it. If you do just it now, they, but but it seems like we're on these four-year election cycles and it's only what's what's the new great thing that's going to come in and save us. And the us. new build. Shreveport has so much infrastructure that it's always, to me, it's always the new build. And it's like, what about all of these amazing things that exist in yep. these cool buildings and all of this downtown that's beautiful it's so it, and it's built and it's built frankly, like a you stone get a, you know, i mean it is yeah. a rock and, like none know. of those buildings are falling down anytime soon no. they're not made out of sheetrock um 
that's what I, you know, I'm like, let's invest in the infrastructure that's here. I mean, it's so big already. Well, you've got an oil and gas brain. You've got an accounting brain. Like, what could the city of Shreveport do to incentivize more internal build, more neighborhood build, more let's not go to the outskirts or let's not annex more space. Let's concentrate on what we've got. Is there any anything you can think of? I mean... Yeah, I mean, you like, know, I mean, like some kind of tax incentive, yeah, I mean, you know. But I mean, they yeah. they already have some of that. I know some of, that, some of the historical but, you know, stuff, but you know, there's a lot of people that might want to open a, a boutique or you know, an accounting firm or whatever. They want to go to a strip center outside of town because the rents like this and it's easy interstate access or whatever like that. So it's I've always kind of wondered, well, how can you talk those same people into officing uh, in a in a in a space closer to the middle of town, like? I think this, I think where you are, and yeah, I mean, that, that's so centrally located for so many folks that that have income to spend. I mean, it's a beautiful location for what you're doing. Same thing with them. So, um, does Asheville have a, a college in the area? They they have UNC Asheville okay. or something, but they've got the Biltmore, and they've got they've got uh, they've got historically they've got historically big money that's come to that area over the years and tourism. It was like, you know, the weird, like, turn of the century health and fitness tourism when the Biltmores built their state and all that. So that over the years, they've cycled through. But so is and, Louisiana and, with oil yeah, and gas. And, and I only ask that simply because it's a lot of these cities. The only thing that I, I, I can think of is taking Lafayette, for example, is there is a, a true four year college there. And there's there's blood from elsewhere yeah. coming in that, yeah. that is there. And those sometimes it stays, sometimes it goes, but it, it will we're all affected by everything around us. And if new blood is coming in from mm-hmm. elsewhere, there may be a new pr- new perspective yeah. on something. And, or maybe that College. process, you know, this would it. So whether it's, you know, yeah. a Centenary or an LSUS or getting that new blood here or, or maybe there's a, an alternate um, business or, or, or a program that can get that new blood here to just yeah. kind of keep that, that circulation going. I, yeah. I, I do feel that. I, could, I can see, feel the energy and stuff, even from med students moving in. Agreed. Like I see, yeah. you know, cycles of them and moving, buying the house. Mm-hmm. They come in, they shop. Oh, guess what? I'm graduating. My family's coming in. Here comes my mom and I are coming up from wherever, you know, we're going to shop. And then mm-hmm. they cycle and some stay mm-hmm. and some go out. So I only imagine that on a, you know, like a, university scale i think you know I, I think too this is a it's a this is a regional draw we have you know we'll draw from minden or yes. vivian or a mm-hmm. small very small town um whereas uh, Asheville hasn't you know tourism draw yeah probably an international draw the you know it's in the mountains it's oh yeah it's a, it's they have a, a good location. tourism i just was surprised at how low the estimated population is and how crowded it can seem sometimes because I, I went i've been there a couple times as well i went once um i went there to work on some movie and i think that there had been a college there because we used like an old administration building it may have been a technical college but it's like you know when you show up for like short-term thing they're like uh just give them that right and we like were in this weird office building yeah. and sort of it was like an academic yeah. uh kind of you know, like when you get in trouble in middle school, they said, go over there. It was like where it was like these little sections, you know, you'd have a long hall and there would be like, like, but that's where all of the production office was in in those. And, okay. and I had been there once prior to that 
And uh, the guy, Walter Moog, I think is his name, that started, the, that made the Moog synthesizer. Yes, they have a Moog museum in he, downtown. He, was, Asheville, he lived yeah. there, and at the time... He created the amplifier. Yeah, yeah. You could open the phone book, and his phone number for his home was right next to his... It's like Moog Enterprises, and it had his address. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the, right below that was like his name and his personal, yeah. like his phone number at home. Like, it's a small town. It's it And it is, and, and I don't think it's ever been in the press community. I don't think they have a high low income population or high, you know, uh, a, a population of, of folks that, you know, can't shop at Ellie and Chalk or can't shop at him. Right. You know, they don't have what Shreveport has. But at the same time, it kind of struck me to, to hear that, oh, downtown was all boarded up 25 years ago. Like, no, not this town. This town's always well, been successful. Well, you hear that as like Charleston, South Carolina, too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe it was a little, it's a little further. But, yeah, no, know, but I mean, I, 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 I think Shreveport's usually behind the times a little bit. Not, that's not a bad thing. That's not a, you know, I'm not cutting at Shreveport when I say that, yeah. but yeah. I hope we're behind the times on this. I hope we're about 10 years behind the curve, five years behind the curve. And I hope that, that a lot of this downtown revitalization that people like Liz Swain have pushed so hard for uh, kind of comes to fruition. And It um, takes guts. It I does. Mean, it takes guts to go into a neighborhood and or, you know, a downtown and do like, as we talked about with t- two girls with Tsunami earlier and be the business, be like, I'm going to be the business that's going to change it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like, I, I am endlessly I, you know, impressed it's not that. downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No doubt. Well, you and know, I think that that's the thing. Guts. Like maybe if you were to like for, for Liz, Liz, you know, she's constantly trying to get people to, to bring some some like, hey, open something here. We'll 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 give you incentive. We'll we'll help you get you know. You want new awnings? Like we'll work to get you a super mm-hmm. cheap you know loan to to get that yeah. done to beautify the place. To but it takes that. It would take somebody who had the yeah the thought process of like I'm going down there and I'm going to tell everybody what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, and then they're going to come. Like yeah, that's, lay out the blueprint. That you, yeah, but you takes you being yeah. there. It's not just like, yeah. well, I opened up the thing and then nobody came. It's like, well, did you, did you tell anybody you were there? Did you do anything different than anybody else is doing? Because no, yes, you can go, all, you can take your phone out and order stuff from it, and it'll come right to you. You have to make an experience that people want to enjoy. There's no magic formula, but yeah. again, going back to downtown six years ago and downtown today here in Shreveport, I mean. You look at what has accomplished, been accomplished there. And I, know, I mean, there may be small little steps, but yep. just the little seating area outside of Rhino. I mean, that's yep. within the past year. Which took legislation. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. Took, it, I mean that, would, that didn't, it wasn't like Andrew's idea. Like, it was yeah. his idea, yeah. and then it was like, oh, we're not allowed. We have, yeah. to, we have yeah. to pull some strings to put some chairs outside. You know, and, and you mentioned Andrew. I was talking with him a little bit this morning, but you know, those guys— yeah, the, yeah. Again, the winds have changed that I say we we felt five, six years. I mean, those guys did it. And, and, and it, those guys are instrumental, instrumental. In, in what, like, they are the tsunami of this town. Like, before those guys opened Rhino, before Twisted Root, before the festivals, the fest, yeah, like, yeah. any of that stuff, no, like, Wasn't nothing happening. was happening. I mean, you, you know, people would have a party for, you know, for instance, a football game or, 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 Derby day. Like, hey, we'll, but come to my house. We'll watch the race and we'll have some yeah, drinks. Like, but there wasn't anything organized and, and fun and But what they've done, event. but what those guys have done and, and what I is, is part of this whole movement is 
it's all things that people here are proud of. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and you and can proud do of, them. We're now. proud it, of the festivals. We're yeah. proud it, of Rhino Cove. We're proud of Great Raft. We're shoot. I'm proud of Ellie and Chalk. We're proud of him. Like I'm, I'm proud that you will eat our crawfish up here. I, I do. I, yeah, I mean, Crawfest has good crawfish, right? We actually learned at some point between the time uh, that Laura and I left here and came back, the, the Northerners learned how to boil crawfish correctly, I think. So, the, all right, 10 years ago, people would have thought they were crazy. to. I mean, we're going we're gonna to occupy the entire Betty Virginia Park, hire bands. It's the best bo- venue. Boil it's crawfish. So awesome. you know, it make, oh, it makes too that. much sense. Yeah, it make, yeah <laughs> and, and guys like Matt Snyder are like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And yeah. then he goes and does it. You know, we it. went yeah. to, um, a couple of years ago, we went out to Portland, and we went up to um, Hood River, Oregon, mm-hmm. and spent a couple of weeks just Kyle and I and the kids, and did this awesome park right in the middle of town. It's like the... You know, it's 4th of July. They had the 4th of July parade. We drive over the river into downtown Portland, and there's this music festival going on. It's like, oh, we need to look into this. Well, that's not the one I was talking about. Which one are you referring to? I was talking about the one, the park in Hood River. Oh, yes. The small little town. And they had this rock wall that doubled... As a music stage, as an, amph- <laughs> as an amphitheater, and it, it was actually it looked so the bands fine, are playing like and kids are climbing turn. all around them. Yeah. And the you know we had driven by the day before. It was like checking it out. Like okay, this is where they have their little Fourth of July celebration. Cool. Oh look at the kids! Like look at that rock wall. The next day, the rock walls turned around and it's a full on stage. I looked at Kyle and I went, "Why can't Betty Virginia have that?" Yeah, like that would be amazing. But they, but it, that, if we if we get that, we have to give up the rocket ship. I think no, it could what, be on the other side. That place is huge. I mean, that place definitely deserves an amphitheater. <laughs> yeah. if, there's, if there's a place in town that deserves an amphitheater, better Virginia's it. Uh, I think that used to be covered with water, is my understanding. Is Bay that Virginia? Yeah. It was a drainage area. Yeah, there was a like a well, if plantation Well, saw the picture after hill. that storm the other day, yeah. that doesn't yeah, surprise it, me. It definitely does. Continue, it will fill up with water. Yeah. So. But the, As all was, of our amphitheaters. That was an also... Creating stuff downtown for people to gather um, is 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 important to the Lafayette growth as well. They did they did a big stage where they hold free festivals. The city puts on free free things and free uh, downtown alives and yeah, things of that nature. That's in the springtime. Yeah, mm-hmm. wait, it's Friday nights like all through April or Correct. something like that. Correct. Well, fall and spring, I think they just take kind of a winter break at this point. Yeah, Kelly and I went down to that uh, mm-hmm. a few uh, a year ago or two years and recently. And so then, I mean, spring. they also have in River Ranch, they have one every Thursday night. Yeah. And, you know, some people go to both. Some people go to one. Some people mm-hmm. go to the other. Some people go, depends on the band that plays. Yeah. You know, I don't, it's not an or situation. It's just an and situation. Mm-hmm. I, I just, just, stuff just to do. because things are going on in South Shreveport doesn't mean that they can't have things in the heartbeat of the city yeah. too. You know, and you might not be able to make it out to, something on Thursday, but maybe I'm going to do this on Friday. And I think it's just getting people out of what they're, you know, like you said, of, you know, the new festivals or going and watching Derby Day and this. People are so used to, I'm good, the LSU game's playing. I'm going to a friend's house to watch that. Or we're just all, because of years and years of nothing to do, you get into this rut of this is the only thing to do. But if you just look up, there's stuff to do all around you. Yeah. I mean, we're, when we really, you know, when it's like, all right, we're going to do something with the kids tonight or it's just Kyle and I, it's like, are we going to do this or the, you know, like, oh yeah, we definitely sometimes a lot of the time have a hard time choosing, which is great, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and 
to that same point, I'm sure date night's not easy either. I mean, over the restaurant scene has changed considerably in the last three or four years. Yeah, there's I mean, been a lot more arguments. That's <laughs> <laughs> where like, we're going to go now. No. Yeah, I, 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 I could eat tacos all the time. Now. Well, I was about to say, they're defaulted always yeah. to Mexico. Why not? Why not? Why not? I know I've seen good. you guys in there. Well, um, we usually wrap up with a handful of questions. Um, you guys are both, you know, I know you have a business partner that's your mom, and, but I consider both of you guys, you know, these entrepreneurs, these you know, retail is not easy. Like it's, you guys have not chosen an easy path. Like I, rem I remember when my dad shoved a, a, uh, a phone book in front of me and made me count the number of pages that said attorney, you know, all the yellow pages. He said, why do you want to go to law school? There's like 300 pages in Shreveport's phone book for this. Like retail, uh, women's boutique, uh, a men's store, um, you don't sell suits or anything. It's just like, it's predominantly casual clothing and, and accessories and really cool stuff, some books and, it's a, a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle store. And um, and I love going in there. I love hearing the stories about the makers of the products. Yep. yep. Um, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. And Taylor Ferguson and I both talked about how we can't <laughs> say no to you. Like you're a natural born salesman when you explain how these shoes were handcrafted by a... It, that's the fun part, man. Curating it all and putting it all together and, and sincerely wanting to tell the story caring about it, the yeah, product yeah, and yeah. telling the story about the product and, and I, I appreciate that kind of thing but it's hard work it's really hard work um, nobody owes you anything mm -hmm. but can sh the city of Shreveport can our city government can our um, can, you know can we do anything to to make business easier here in town have you guys run into any roadblocks that you thought to yourself you know what I, th I bet more people would open up and, and run their own shop if it were not for this um, just 100% from, from my perspective is a lot of the discussions that went along here, we've talked about South Highlands and we've talked about downtown and, and, and Shreveport. Shreveport is bigger than that and, and much, oh, big, sure. much bigger than that. Um, we are always surrounded by what we know, our friends, our neighbors, we, you know, kind of the, the, the route that we run, right, in, in everyday life. And I think that's just human nature. And, and for, you know, city government or, or whether it's tourism or, or whatever it is, you just you, you, you make it through your day. You do your yeah. work day and you, and you hustle and you do what it is, whatever it is to get you through that next day or that next project or whatever it is. But I do think that sometimes maybe the, the other areas of Shreveport just don't get thought about. Yeah. Or, you know, whenever you think of, of, of economic development in Shreveport, for, for me, that kind of automatically takes you to the downtown area because we all know that's important, but mm -hmm. there are other areas of the city that could use a, a spotlight or a high mm -hmm. five or a, Hey man, these guys have this going on. This is pretty cool. Or, um, not necessarily recognition, but just a, Hey man, you know, this, this area is doing a whole lot. Let's, let's go knock on somebody's door and see how we could help it. I like it. I like it. Anything from Laura? The only thing I can think of is, um, and we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and it might just be as much as a phone call, but, you know, just for, I can speak of like where our businesses are in our neighborhood is like tourism and things like that. You don't ever see, you know, I don't ever see a pump to try to promote Shreveport's local businesses and with, from the tourism, it's always like come downtown to the casinos and come see this. Well, it's like Line Avenue is full of great local businesses and that's to me i mean it's the heart of my neighborhood i mean there's it's right there it's all together there's no reason why we shouldn't be trying to pull people there 
and to spend money into there. And I know, and eventually, hopefully downtown yeah. will get that too, and there'll be more areas, yeah. you know, if you can get them coming for the right yeah. things. I have groups of women who come in from, I have weekly customers from Minden and Ruston mm -hmm. who come and they shop with us. They might get their hair done. They go pick a different restaurant. They come in in limos and they eat. And they, <laughs> like, they're all we're coming big, here for that reason. We're a big city for a lot of people around here. For a lot of here. people. Yeah, and true. It, it would, you know, to promote that, like if, if that's what's bringing people here, like let's just start small and promote the small things. Yeah. And like I do you think can that come it, here and do this. Or Tinsel was a great. There yeah. was a lot of people from out of that's town another, this year. That's another for, Snyder, exactly. Knuckles, Crawford event. And I do from think out of that, that they are touching on the local stuff just because we don't, you know, it's not in our face every day. But you, you look at the, the advertising, the, the Louisiana's other side, and you're starting mm -hmm. to see you know, local musicians on the billboards mm -hmm. and the, those campaigns. So, I, I mean, I, I think that's a smart campaign mm -hmm. and, and, and it's, it's eye catching. Um, but yeah, just to, I know not everybody can leave their office every day and knock on you know a hundred random doors. Hey, how can we help you? I, and and we're not people who who want to go out looking for handouts, but you know a brainstorming session wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Well, the I think a part of this podcast that's become kind of a big chunk is some type of economic development and more of a grassroots, more of an incremental economic development. Not you know, the big savior, like I said yeah, earlier, yeah. is not coming in. Um, and so I always ask people who are in business and who open businesses and who run businesses because I run a business. It's a law practice, you know, but I, you know, there's things that can be done better. There's things that are super easy compared to other cities. But you mentioned Lawn Avenue. People go to Magazine Street to shop. People go to Dallas to shop. And there's certain areas of Dallas is massive. But, you know, if that shopper person comes to Shreveport and wants high end clothing, accessories, whatever, we've got our own stretch. And yeah, I mean, they, I'm up know, on six billboards. 365 days a year, yeah. but that doesn't, you know, to the person who, you know, might be visiting for the first time, that might not mean much. That's and right. like, I mean, some of the biggest compliments I've had over the last couple of years is people used to go to Dallas to shop. I have people from Dallas coming into Shreveport to shop at M. One of my biggest customers is a stylist out of Atlanta who's from Shreveport who can't get the products that I have all in one place and that, you know, we have a great relationship and, you know, some of my well-traveled best customers are like, I could shop anywhere, but I want to shop here because y'all help me. You know, yeah. you're friendly, you're in town, and you have everything I need right here. Yep. Well, just to kind of raise awareness of that. Yeah. You know, and there's plenty of other businesses just like mm -hmm. I am right here. It's like you don't need to have, to, you know, to go and to break that stigma yeah. is real important to me. It's just like, no, we don't need to drive over there. Like it's all, it's right here. And let's keep it right here, you know? I like that. Well, um, conversely, what um, what has made operations of your own business and operating your own uh, operating your own retail establishment, what, what about Shreveport has made it easier? There's no traffic. Shh. <laughs> 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 Ever. The, the people that I've met over the past two and a half years from open, you know, in, in, in the shop are just sincerely kind. There's a lot of kind people in this area. Um, that want to see things succeed that that travel and see cool things and are happy to have new stuff growing or, or opening in, in the area um, and, and want to get behind it so that's that's been been fun to see um, which I guess Support City we, we started yeah um, or I started uh, talk about uh, Support City real quick um, 
basically support city we've kind of put it on hiatus for a couple months but i'll be starting it back up here after the first of the year just november and december and retail gets a little crazy oh, yeah. and, and kind of couldn't couldn't get the interviews going but basically it was my way of tipping my cap to folks in the area that have done sincerely cool or kind or or high five worthy gestures um you know it's not friend centered it's not you know anything of that nature but just hey man this girl donated her time and and brought all these flower arrangements to a local nursing home or this guy on his birthday got all of his friends together for his birth, 40th birthday party and we went feed quarters at the local laundromat mm-hmm. or just things of that nature but and those are are measures that I, I i put forth there but they those types of people are all around us we meet in them this every city, day every single and day and that's kind of where it came from is he came home one day and he was like you know i never i knew i'd come here and meet people or He's like, I never realized how many people have something. There's so much heart, you know, mm-hmm. and how much good. And that's simply all it is. It's not to promote anything or it's just yeah. like, hey, guess what? These are people doing that. Your neighbor, my neighbors, whoever they may be doing really just kind, good things just out of the bottom of like. We all need kindness, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your feed's generally full of like negativity and mistakes that people make and that kind of thing and it's wait wait a minute at the same time that that's going on there's a whole bunch of other people being really nice to each other and nobody's saying anything because they take it for granted and if you if if you look at your phone just you know news source or or even a a social media feed it's you end up you're like fearful and everything seems overwhelming and then to have someone just focus i mean you're not spending you know weeks and weeks on this it's just literally you go oh my gosh that's such a sweet thing that you did someone should should honor you for that with something small yeah like just let's do this so that people can say hey thanks for doing that you know because if you don't have that then it ends up just like oh man everything is terrible yeah no, uh, I had a, in high school, I had a buddy of mine whose mom, she, she didn't mix her words. And she said, you know, one time, she, dang it, Stephen, like you are who you hang around with. <laughs> Never forgot that. And, yeah. but it's, this area has a lot of just sincerely genuine people that, that care about this area. And, yeah. and that's, you don't find that everywhere. I thought I came from the place of, you know, Southern hospitality until I moved here. I'm like, well, smokes that, you know, blows there's, there's a lot of great people back where I'm from, but here there's a lot as well. And you can't just take that for granted. I mean, they're, they're here. Um, going back to support city. So basically I, I write an article on the folks and they answer some questions and they pick their local nonprofit and we sell a t-shirt. The t-shirt says support city across it. And all the proceeds from the shirts go to the nonprofit that the person that I recognize picks. So in the three months we've raised, I mean, not a crazy amount, but we raised about $1,500 for just different local nonprofits. What's it? Do you have a website? SupportCityLA.com. SupportCityLA.com. LA.com. Um, yeah, the t-shirts look pretty cool, too. Ports and Bold. Support City. Yeah, Support and, City. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great concept, and I uh, appreciate you doing that. Yeah, thank you. Um, what? Uh, who's my next podcast guest? Knew the question was coming. Yeah. We, do, we do listen to the podcast. So um, we've talked about it a little bit. I had some. She had some. Um, Put Putnam yeah. is yeah. a super dude, man. Um, uh, he was one of the support city guys. But Put has 
built a little, you know, a little empire. Over yeah, there. he sure has. And and it's yeah. and and he's again another guy who's in it every day and and hustles and and he's you know it's here out of Shreveport. I mean, but they travel the country. I mean, they're East Coast, West when Coast. Did he, when did he start getting into restoration? I don't have that specific answer. I mean, he wasn't always a restoration no. guy. Put owned a bar for a little while. He was a part owner of um, Strange Brew, I think. I think so. And uh, I met him through a mutual friend, Kyle Robinson. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Putt's always been a really, a really cool guy. But out of nowhere, I see his giant building on I twenty, Putnam Restoration. I see trucks running around. I'm like, what That's is awesome. Putt done, yeah. man? If like, there's anybody who deserves it, it's that guy. Right. I mean, he well, is I'm, he has dove into it, and um, I think he has a unique perspective on thing. And you yeah. want to talk about kindness? I mean, he's he's yeah. the he's it. Well, good deal. Um, that would be my name. Um, I, we talked about too, Chris Walls. Okay. Um, he's my banker. All right. And banks are popping up everywhere. Yeah. And I'd be, I think it'd be fun to get, uh, he's with Home Federal, but yeah. like to get, and he's not from here, but lives here. I, I'm, I'm thinking his wife is from here. So to get kind of an outsider's moved in perspective in kind of banking and yeah. development and like, why are we, why are all these banks building? Like there's obviously something going on. They're yeah. not building where there's not money. You know, I yeah. just think that would be just, it'd be interesting. And dude, when people, when people, when I find out people are banking, at some international bank that they don't even have a banker, they don't have a, they don't have a, a location, a freestanding brick and mortar location. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, it, yeah, but that's that's why all these little banks are because they're they're like, you know, all of these big banks come in and they're like, well, we just we set up and then. Yeah, we have uh, one you guys, ATM. You, yeah. you guys set up a bank in a rural part of the city or the state, and then you expect a guy who's always known as banker to come in and interact with a machine because yeah. you don't want to pay a person to be there. You can just go ahead and hand us that money. We'll take it, yeah. and we'll put a, a regional right. bank in here who has a banker who understands yeah. my people are going to come in. We're going to get deposits, and then we're going to loan these people money to to buy things, cars, businesses, make their businesses better. And that's I had a long talk with a, a guy from Anika yesterday, and that's what he was saying. He was like, "Man, there's all these new small banks because all these big banks used to be here, and and they're pulling and out because they're, they're like, we can't make any money here." Yeah, which that's is because of the Red Rivers and the Home Federals right. and the because there's real yeah. bankers. Yeah. Yeah. The, these people want real bankers. Yeah. Like if you want, just I love a, my bankers. Like they've saved yeah. my butt. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? They really well, helped me if out. If anybody's going to talk to you real, it's going to be them. That's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, I, I learned what a line of credit was at a, at a young age running a law practice, yeah. and um, you know, a, a kind of a mentor to me told me. Son, if you're going to do personal injury law, you just got to get comfortable with debt. <laughs> and, and so, and I've gotten not only comfortable with debt, but comfortable with bankers because, you know, they, they help businesses get propped up, keep running. But yeah, that's a great guy. We're going to, we'll reach out to him and, um, and put us in touch. I'd love that. So. I'd love to have a local maker in here. I yeah. do also think maybe some principles of, of high schools just to, just Jimmy, to get some Jimmy ideas. Jimmy said there were two. One was from Shreve Augustafson, I believe okay. is her last name. Um, I, I don't know her first name. I looked it up yesterday. In the other one, I, he said that he was very, um, he had seen the, I think from the lady from university, had spoke at something, and he was like, she was great. And he's like, I, I know she thinks I'm crazy because I came up to her after, 
and I don't think his kids even go to university. He was like, <laughs> he was like oh my God, that was, it was so inspiring. And she was like, oh. But um, just, to, just to get an idea of what these you know, seniors are graduating seniors and yep. what, what are they looking for? What, what, what is, is there something here that could capture that? And, and I, I mean, I just, I don't have a teenager at the moment, so I don't know how they think, but, um, or, you know, or what's going on. I just, I just don't have to be tapped into that at the moment, but I think it'd be nice to hear. Yeah. Well, that sounds, uh, that's another reason why we're trying to develop like more mobility here at the podcast is so we can actually leave the studio, go out. And a lot of these principals, you know, they're not yeah. coming in here at 10 a.m. on a Thursday. So, right. um, but thank you guys for that. Um, if you can send a text message out to anybody in the city or to everybody in the city, uh, a message that you could, you could get to everybody's cell phone or in front of everybody's eyes, what would it be? Take a walk and know your neighbors. I like that. I was going to say, look up. Look up. Look up. There's a lot going on. Look up. There's a lot going on. Take a walk. Meet your neighbors. Um, when this miserable dry January is over, I'm going to take a walk with my dog right by Ellie and Chalk before you close. And um, I might look at your sale rack and maybe I can get a beer from you. Sounds good. There's going to be Malbec, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.